El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. And, you know, I'll do that all again someday. Joining me today, he is the host of a fantastic podcast called Jeff Has Cool Friends. And he's also the co-host of a podcast called Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. And he's the co-host of a podcast about how he doesn't even like sports. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. Also joining me, he is one of the, what is it, three people, four people that hosts the podcast Goods from the Woods? I don't know. These things, it's in flux. Coronavirus is happening. I can't pay the attention I used to pay. You know how it goes. Come on, cut me some slack. Ladies and gentlemen, Rivers Langley. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I am your host, Adam Todd Brown, joining me as co-host this week, a fucking dick named Jeff May. That's really not, that's not nice. Well, you were the one doing all the mocking while I was talking. I was doing nothing. I was actually eating eggs. We're going to get back to live streaming this and people are going to see how unprofessional and mean you are. That's not true. Oh, there you go again. This is abject cruelty, the way you treat me on this show, and I I cannot stand for it. Yes, that was a quote from me that Jeff just repeated that I said to him about him. Hey, also joining us, someone way more agreeable, Rivers Langley from the Goods from the Woods podcast is here. How's it going, man? Hello. How are y'all? I love me some Rivers Langley. We are just fantastic. What could be wrong with anyone these days, you know? Have y'all got shots? I'm sure you've talked about this on here. I got one. My next Hell one is yeah. on 420, dog. Fuck <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you allowed to mix weed and, <laughs> and COVID vaccine? Is that allowed? Fucking right. I saw an article <laughs> that said why you should think twice before drinking after your COVID vaccine. And all it said was, well, you might not be able to tell if you're having side effects or not if you get too drunk. <laughs> it's like, I'll fucking roll the dice on that. That's, Th- that, that sounds great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like, I think, you mean I don't have to feel the aches and chills? Right. I'll just do that. I think dulling the the side effects is the reason most people drink, right? Yeah. Like, exactly. Think twice before you take opiates <laughs> after your shot. It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, the side effects of, you know, whatever maladies you have, the side effects of love. That's yeah, why you drink. Yeah. They, essentially, it's you can't feel. Yeah, yeah that's the point. <laughs> it's like, I think that's exactly why this exists. Speaking yeah. of coronavirus, Rivers, did you ever think you'd be 280 episodes deep into the coronavirus diaries like you are now? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we just did. I think we did 125. <laughs> and yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> I feel we, like uh, everyone who did that thought it was going to be for like a month or six weeks. Yeah, well, we're the stupid ones that actually kept it going for the whole time. Chained uh, to it now. <laughs> yeah. Keep calling it the coronavirus diaries even after it. Like we're back to normal. That would be really funny. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, we, we call it the Corona Diaries. So we left out the virus part. And it's, you know, kind of unfortunate because we don't, I mean, talk about obviously the things that are happening in the world regarding the, the virus and stuff a little bit, but it's mostly just, you know, really fun kind of fucking around. And now, uh, rightly, I will say, you know, a lot of places like YouTube have sort of suppressed things that have the word Corona in the title that aren't official science things. Can I make and... a suggestion for <laughs> after coronavirus ends and a good format for keeping the podcast going? I just thought of this. Uh-huh. You drink six Coronas and Ooh. then when you're done with all six, the podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, the thing that we've been doing recently, it started off as a fluke. My co-host, Sam Harder, uh, was being really sweet. I took a little time and went back to Alabama for what was supposed to just be like a month, a month and a couple weeks from Thanksgiving to the New Year's. And then while I was back in Alabama, the uh, situation in L.A. turned into a nightmare hellscape. So I just kept watching the news and they were like, yeah, they lifted the restrictions on crematoriums and there's a cloud of human smoke over Hollywood. Yeah. I'm just like, OK, I'm going to Alabama's not so bad. <laughs> no, so it I still ended- is. It's yeah, still, it's still I've been there. It's still pretty bad. Yeah, I was but on a it's... I was on a tour where we had to load all our equipment in through the historic colored entrance. Oh lord, venue in Alabama. <laughs> very 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 fun. We should probably get to our topic this week though. Yeah. Crematoriums, ladies. Oh, and gentlemen. we are oh, talking oh, oh, about COVID oh. crematoriums. And the best ones to visit in the country. Uh, no, real quick, I was just going to say, Sam gave me a bang energy drink to drink on my way, you know, on the road. He was like, give me a little, uh, you know, care package with that in there. And then that turned into a bit. And so every week I'm trying to find increasingly weirder and weirder energy drinks and sampling them and things like that. So if when we do eventually morph the Corona Diaries into whatever the next thing is, I think we're all going to have to drink six energy drinks and uh, have a heart attack. And yeah, then it's called the, the Heart Explosion Podcast. Yeah, I, sh- I should mention. <laughs> My suggestion for Rivers podcast was based on something we talked about before the show. There is a whole other podcast that does that exact thing. So I was calling back to a joke that none of the audience heard. (laughs) And with that, I think that makes a good segue into this week's topic. Perfect. We are talking about local news stories. I tried to do this a few weeks ago when Rush Limbaugh died, but I had Randall Maynard on the podcast and boy, is that a recipe for not staying on topic whatsoever. (laughs) But we're going to try it again this week. And we've got some very fun stories like this first one, a Pennsylvania prosecutor who was making $60 an hour was demoted for working a DoorDash side gig during work hours. Uh, I have, there's a lot to unpack in this thing. There's so many sides to take. Yeah. In this. Because it's one of those things where you see the headline and you're like, oh, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But then you read up on it. For the record, the guy's name is Greg Shore. He's a prosecutor in Philadelphia. Second highest post in the DA's office where he worked. In the headlines, it either says $60 an hour or it'll say he was making a six-figure salary. And yes, but that six-figure salary was $125,000. Might as well not even go to work. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying that, but we are in the middle of a pandemic that has had massive financial implications for so many people. And one thing you don't see in any of these articles is the reason why he had to get that second job. And I'll give it to his boss that he shouldn't be working it on work hours, but also like there's got to be more to this. There has to be a reason he took that second job. 
I will add that this story is like the more you start to think about it, it's like, well, he didn't get fired. He just got demoted <laughs> right. for working a side gig during his work hours. Yeah. Like, like I'm not mad at the dude for having the job. <laughs> Trust me, as somebody who's been a part of the gig economy. But the other aspect of that is like, I don't know, just don't do it while you're supposed to be working, man. Yeah. Well, I, I just also hate that this gives so much ammunition to people because the, the district attorney of Philadelphia, Larry Krasner, is one of the most like progressive DAs in the country. So this totally gives ammunition to just like reactionary shitheads who are like, look at this fucking liberal prosecutor letting these people deliver Wendy's on their <laughs> on the clock, you know, or, or, or not paying his employees enough so that, they, you know, he's treating them like Amazon. Employees. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that does suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess what I don't like about this is why did this have to be a public story? This guy's boss, this is a quote from his boss, a DA named Matt Weintraub. What he has done is indefensible, thoughtless, selfish, and so stupid. It's senseless. I don't know why he did this. Only he has the answer. And I'll admit to you, I'm very angry and I'm upset. Boo fucking who, dude. Can I counterpoint with that? Yes. I think you put a little stank on it that might not necessarily have been there <laughs> because it's just like what he's done is indefensible, thoughtless, selfish, and so stupid. You don't like you don't say so stupid and mean it in a casual manner, though. I'm I'm kind of the way I'm reading it and the way I'm thinking about it. I'm just like, oh, so stupid. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, my aspect to that is literally how can you be this stupid to actually be doing this when you are in the eye of the public? Like. Well, then then the article should at least tell us why he did it. That's exactly true. We should try to figure out what the hell is going on with this dude. Like, is he just like trying to get the bag or is he? (laughs) Yeah. From DoorDash. Yeah. Yeah, He's he's trying to get the foam lined bag that keeps the food warm. That that is weird. Where It's like, did you need an extra $80 every three days? (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. He must have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that is the same with almost all of those kind of gig economy jobs is you almost always end up breaking even in the best case scenario. Yeah, I was going to say or much worse. Yeah. Yeah, Or or, as as a four year veteran of the gig economy, let me tell you that I did not come out of that ahead. Yeah. No, when when you end up running the numbers on those things, because my full participation in the gig economy was working at Lyft for just long enough to buy a plane ticket to Portland, Oregon for my friend's wedding. And then I was able to get out of the game. But even just in that short time, you know, you pull up that old ad machine and you're like, this is actually like, I'm going to get the cash up front. But later on, this does not come out in the wash. Good for me. The gig economy is a life preserver that gives you cancer. Yeah. You're like, all right, well, I I stayed afloat, but like long term, this thing was not good for me. It's an asbestos life preserver. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And Jeff, to your point earlier, when you said, well, he just got demoted and he didn't get fired. Here's my counterpoint to that. There's another quote from his boss where he's like, yeah, this was bad, but also it never affected his job performance. He was always there when we asked. So like, what's the fucking big deal? Just sit him down and say, hey, I get it. You're broke, but don't do it on work hours. And instead, we have to be talking about it on this podcast. Hey, look, he could be there in 30 minutes or less, no matter what. (laughs) I'm guessing my guess to that is that it wasn't the DA that found this out. I'm guessing it was somebody where it got put under a magnifying glass and he's like, all right, well, I, got, I fucking got to do something now. He probably like, delivered to someone he put in prison. Just thinking I'm, that. I'm not going to lie. Like, somebody's going to recognize this motherfucker and just be like, where do I know you? 
Connor McSpadden really has an amazing story about doing a show in Arizona. And afterward, he was like, well, I'm up, I'm awake, I'm going to go do some DoorDash orders to make a little extra money. And he ends up delivering to Chris D'Elia. And he's like, oh, we've been on TV together, man. <laughs> we we were doing a fundraiser for the SPLC at, at Nerd Melt, and that was why he missed it, was he was doing that show in Arizona when that happened. That's hilarious. And here's yeah. the thing. You know what Connor was delivering that night? Teen Girls. Yeah, a big move for him. Yeah. I, I have Ubered audience members of my shows. I have, oh. Ubered, I have Ubered audience members from the Unpops show at the West Side. <laughs> Holy shit. I talked dude. an Uber driver into coming to a show one time. It was amazing. That's not, not so bad. Yeah, no, I picked people up because like we'd be done and then I'd be like, all right, time to turn on and pick people up. And they're like, you're the guy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we don't get like money in L.A. For <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you hear my act? Of course, yeah. I'm the guy. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Cut this guy a break. Also, we're never going to hear anything about this story ever again. Yeah, so no. I'm, of, really I'm of two minds. I think it's more that the whole system got busted and something had to happen. Like, I have a feeling if you ever hear anything back about this guy, it's that he got his job back. I would hope so. <laughs> and I would just I hate articles like this that leave more questions than they answer. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I, I could read a 15,000 word New York Times article on why this guy was driving DoorDash while making $60 an hour. Yeah, this is a movie. Hear. Yeah. This is like one of those sad movies that start sad and somebody's got to like, you know, some dude has to get his groove back. What if he, he ends just, up getting murdered at the end? <laughs> what if he just got this DoorDash job because driving is his passion and he just wanted a reason to get out on the road without his wife <laughs> nagging at him? Look, man, I'm not going to say that's not a bad idea. Yeah. It's not the worst. I used to hack Uber to the point where like I would have somebody order an Uber during the time when they would guarantee me a double rate and we would just drive down to San Diego. I would get paid. So like I would give the person like I'd be like, you want to go to San Diego? I'm going to give you a hundred bucks. You order this Uber to San Diego. It's going to be me. I'll make 200. And then that way. So we just got gas money and, and lunch. Yeah, you have a day off. You'd be surprised how economical taking an Uber from a long distance can be. I was in Santa Cruz once and I was so miserable. I was like, what if I just fucking Ubered home right now? And I looked it up. It would have been like $530, which if there's like three of you, that's not bad. I mean, you got to ride with a fucking Uber driver for (laughs) many hours. But (laughs) honestly, you'd probably make that guy's day, truthfully, because no, 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 no. Santa Cruz to L.A. Probably because he's got to drive back. It's not like he's just going to settle in L.A. when he gets. Yeah, I I didn't do it for as long as you, Jeff. So when I was doing the live thing, man, anytime I got a long fare, I was like, well, at least I'm stuck with this one person instead of a menagerie of freaks. You know, it all depends on on the situation and the person. If the person is an asshole and they're oh, going yeah. the long distance, you're like, hey, I want to fucking die. One time <laughs> I may have delivered drugs. I didn't. I didn't. A guy was just like, I just gave me pills in a thing. And he's like, I'm this guy's doctor and he needs these. And I'm like, this is a drug deal. <laughs> and I don't feel comfortable doing this. And he's like, no, 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 it's real. I'm like, no. And then he's like, okay, here's this extra money. And I'm like, I guess I'm dealing drugs. 
<laughs> this is Man. how it starts. I get to drive to Malibu alone, get tipped by you and this other guy, and don't ask questions. Fine. Oh, yeah. man, all the Malibu ones are always you're like, dude, every time I picked up some person in Malibu, I was like, I am positive. I am the getaway car for like some, you know, strange HBO premium series murder situation. <laughs> like it was always like, you know, some woman that was just like, take me to the fucking airport. I don't care anymore. One you know? time I, I picked up a woman who was in the middle of, of like a violent breakup where like oh, the, the oh, guy yeah. was like still trying to like fight for her as she's like got her luggage. Yeah, I remember I was her. Like, I did that I was, one too. I was like, hey man, I don't want to get involved in all this, but maybe this should be done over the phone and get the fuck inside your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I never drove Uber or Lyft, so I don't have any fun driving stories, but there was a time for a while there, Lyft wanted you to get in the front seat of the cars and i never did and every time i'd get in the back they'd be like you know you can get in the front and i was like you know i don't have to right and <laughs> the one time i finally decide to get in the front seat the lift pulls up and i reek of weed because i was on my way to the office and i get in and cognizant of how much i smell like weed i went to roll the window down a little bit and i fucking locked the doors instead and it was uh -huh. a young woman who was driving the lift and she oh, looked at me like what the <laughs> fuck did you just do <laughs> I, was like, I meant to roll down the window sorry sorry yikes uh, yeah. but then i kidnapped her because she made such a big deal <laughs> yeah <laughs> she had to die yeah. i am who you think i am yeah exactly <laughs> i didn't kill her i just made her drive me to work for free jesus yeah like, you we, we actually live together here in this beautiful place <laughs> yeah, yeah she's still outside if anyone needs a ride I didn't kill her. I just collateraled her. I was Tom <laughs> and she was Jamie. That's such was, a good movie. That's God, a fucking so good. Michael Mann, dude. I, I, I think I rewatched every Michael Mann movie during quarantine as a uh, master. So let's talk about another firing. This, I understand I'm stretching the definition of local news, but <laughs> I feel like there might be some feelings on this story because Paul Pierce, who famously survived a stabbing. The best name to have when you get stabbed. <laughs> I was about to say, wow. A rose by any other name would be Dude, less stabbed. Growing up in the Boston area, I remember when I was in college, there was this girl that wore a Paul Pierce jersey like every day. And me and my friends were just like, what if we stabbed her? <laughs> Like every day she wore that. We just stabbed her one time. Remember yeah, that he... Chappelle show skit where they were making fun of how people, whenever they throw something in a garbage can, they go, Jordan or yeah. Kobe. Kobe. And then yeah. they start doing a bunch of different ones and they get to Paul Pierce. And it's just, there's someone getting stabbed in the face and he goes, Paul Pierce. So great. So my, my, I'm sorry. No, I probably can't divulge this information, but I know somebody that worked at the bank that he banked with. <laughs> and his cell phone bill was like five thousand dollars a month <laughs> what that is insane. and he was just like who is his carrier we decided it was that poser mobile from those commercials <laughs> gotta be who it is what, what was he just like calling like timbuktu and shit regularly yeah it was just like yeah man you know like bankers are go they do if you're famous and you're banking with something like people are gonna look into your shit that's yeah. hilarious. Like, like a $5,000 cell phone bill. Here, <laughs> Sorry. Here's the thing about Paul Pierce. <laughs> he just got fired by ESPN. Oh. And not for anything he did at work. Is it for his raucous voice? It's for posting an Instagram video where he was cavorting with a bunch of women in bikinis, not even strippers. It's not like there was nudity on this Instagram video he posted. And because of that, 
he was fired by ESPN. And there are, it seems like, two schools of thought here. One, ESPN is owned by Disney, and you should have known better. Or two, he's not at work. What's the fucking problem? Yeah, well, fucking (laughs) Miramax. Where do you stand, Rivers? I was going to say, Miramax is owned by Disney, and, uh, you know, they they were allowed to do terrible things for a long time. To be fair, that's not how it ended. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, uh, I mean, I don't know. You're going to, you're going to can a guy for being an awesome dude, bro. That's as right as an American. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the sports portion of Disney needs to be a little bit more relaxed than the rest of it. Yeah, what? What's the point of. I hate to be that guy, but like, I uh, mean, as long as these are consensual bikinis, then who gives a shit? He was at like a charity poker event, which where was that at that you can do indoor charity (laughs) poker events? Yeah, maybe that was the issue. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it also kind of there are situations where you might be like, oh, were they like looking for a reason? Yeah, Yeah. that's the other thing, too. That is true. That is very true. You know, if somebody's doing like a great, if it's Shaq, he's probably going to keep the job. Yes. Uh, Which is hard because he's got a thousand other jobs. (laughs) But Paul Pierce was, I mean, he was a good NBA analyst and he was featured pretty heavily. I I can't imagine that that would be it, that they were looking for a reason to get rid of there might be there might be personnel issues there there are reasons that you trust me sometimes people are looking for a catalyst to let you go from a job that you're good at espn (laughs) kind of has a pattern of this they fired paul pierce for the instagram post they fired jamel hill for calling trump a white supremacist on twitter like that's just a fact yeah, see, that's the thing. Is... I couldn't imagine getting fired for calling Donald Trump a white supremacist on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Do you wonder why I put this story in? The I couldn't fathom Jeff. the situation that that would call for. It seems like someone might be looking for a reason to get rid of you in that case. Ooh. even though you're very good at your job. Jeff, you're right. Jamel Hill was great at her job. And I understand your passion. Jeff, I'm, I'm sorry I fired you, okay? I'm, you know, <laughs> I was looking for somebody new at the organization over here. I was, it wasn't talking about me. I was talking about in general. Oh, it's not oh like okay. not a personal cis story. What, am I crazy? <laughs> yeah, it's nothing to do with Jeff. What are you talking about? I just feel weirdo, Rivers. <laughs> yeah, I'm always going to be on the side that says Paul Pierce should not have been fired and Jamel Hill should not have been fired like i get that there was a point in history where no one wanted to alienate their listeners by getting too political there was a co-worker of mine at cracked who after michael brown was killed in ferguson posted i'm tired of worrying about alienating the audience black lives matter and i'm like you were worried about alienating racists before this that's a very interesting stance you fucking hero but also like times are changing and you kind of have to let people address shit like this like i mean not necessarily the strippers on instagram but like (laughs) politics stuff and like what happened with jamel hill and i can't think of anyone else but like if you don't address stuff like that on social media sometimes people will fucking drag you for that if like you're right. if you're silent in situations where the silence is causing harm, you know, like what? Yeah. What's the fucking point, man? Right. Why exist as a person if you're just going to be neutral? You're just going to watch people get fucking murdered and just be like, you know, blue lives matter. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's a capitalism thing. Like we sometimes need people to die to maintain shareholder profits. And sometimes we need people to shut the fuck up to maintain profits and it's like that none of that's good that's all bad yeah 
The best is when you when you hit people in their own personal feels when you say something like, oh, man, you shouldn't use this program. And they're like, well, I do. And it's like, yeah, I know, but, but you shouldn't. But that's OK. Like, you know, we're, we all got our hands dirty in some things or not. I eat meat. Yeah, yeah it's fucking it's rough. I shouldn't. I do. Yeah. Oops. Meat's so good, though. Meat. I fucking love meat so much. Oh. Man, shout out to a Kramerchik Polish sausage in Minneapolis. I uh, got some what? of that sausage and put it in a cooler and transported it all the way across the country. Just had it for breakfast. My God. Mm. Rivers Langley's last podcast, everybody. The spoiled <laughs> meat cast. <laughs> oh, no, no, man. I kept it under ice, dude. I was did my due diligence with the ice. Can't you just order that? Don't they deliver? Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I would say I would say that's a probably a definitely situation here. I think you yeah. you really risked it. That sounds like you were like transporting something across state lines that shouldn't have happened. You're like, oh man, this sausage is illegal in California. <laughs> oh, Jeff, when this whole thing's over, I'm gonna feed you some of this sausage and you're gonna thank me. Oh God. Can we can we edit that out? Can we edit that whole <laughs> nope. whole sentence out? Hey, I'm gonna no. edit everything before it. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast just is going to start with that. Rivers saying, Jeff, I'm going to feed you some of this sausage. <laughs> that is going to end up on a soundboard. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I mean, no, it I... will now. Now yeah. that you said that, obviously it's going to be on a soundboard. Hey, I, I put that sausage on a biscuit, so I literally risked it for the biscuit. Mm. Ooh, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. grab him in the biscuit. Mm-hmm. And you said it's a Polish, so like a kielbasa, basically? Uh, I reckon, yeah, I don't know. I, I just got the one that looked the tastiest. Yeah, that's not how Polish taste works. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, that one, and I pointed, and they put it in a bag. Please tell me you said it that way. Ooh, <laughs> that one. Yeah, I did, of course. Give me you some know, that Polish sausage, Jeff. <laughs> Y'all just, know me. Yeah, you just Yosemite sammed your way through a goddamn butcher shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. I had two pistols. I was like floating on a cloud of bullets. You know, I'm cooking up with some sauerkraut and some mustard here. <laughs> what? That's not. Should be doing a German accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Got some whack. <laughs> I love a good some whack. type of German bread. Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings used to be called Buffalo Wild Wings and Weck. That's not true, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's probably don't, still some. I think the one in Madison, Wisconsin, is still called that. Don't question Adam's Buffalo Wild uh, no. Wings yeah, knowledge. Uh, yeah. like, wow, so that we're playing like, with fire right now. Buffalo Wild Wings was Adam's workspace. That was <laughs> yeah. his. Oh, it was mine too at one point. It's the best. It, There's it, outlets at every fucking booth, dude. Have we talked about this? I talk I about this. All the time. Yeah, it's yeah. A great. Because after it's, after lunch, there's no one in there. They got coffee. It's not good coffee, but they will refill it. I mean, know? I'll sit there and drink a drink soda for six hours or beer for three hours and then soda for three hours. It's a great hours. place to work. You just it have was, to. The only thing is because I think I'm just like ADD as shit, so I can't with all the televisions. So I just bring a big hat and put it down <laughs> over my eyes so I don't see the television and then I can concentrate. sombrero. Yeah, just a big <laughs> giant, like one of those like rich lady summer hats. Yeah. Like yeah, he's yeah, going yeah. The goddamn Kentucky Derby. <laughs> yeah, no, that was Adam's WeWork. Like, if I, you were ever on tour, and Adam's like, I gotta go to the office, and I'm like, where's the closest Buffalo Wild Wings? I need to oh, talk to that, Adam. Uh, oh my God. It. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. Wow. wow. Pro tip if you're touring, best place to stop and work, Buffalo Wild Wings. Best place to stop and shit, a cheese store. If you're in the Midwest and you see a cheese store and you need to shit, go there because those employees are eating too much cheese to shit. Yeah. And yeah. the customers aren't shitting there. So they're always just pristine. Oh, I, I was going to recommend if you're in a big city, Hard Rock Cafe is, is oh, great because yeah. it's always packed. They'll never notice you. You can slip right through good bathrooms. Yeah. Let me tell you, 
I before the pandemic, I went to the Hard Rock Cafe at Universal with a friend of mine, and uh-huh. I was so livid at how good it was. Really, <laughs> dude, like the I've... whole experience, the whole, oh, whole experience was fantastic, <laughs> and I was like, "What is happening right now?" Yeah. Damn, There's one but, in Minneapolis that's fucking great because it's like a museum. There's all the, the art. The one, the one yeah. at Universal is fucking packed with shit. I like bet. there's nothing from the B team there. I've still never been to Universal all the years I've lived in Los Angeles. It, they're going to be opening up soon. We're going to be vaxxed up. I'm going to renew my gold membership. Let's Let, go. Let's go get butter beers, gentlemen. Are you a sli- Slytherin Fro- or I'm, are a Hufflepuff? I'm a Gryffindor. Oh, okay. I think that's pretty clear as you start to know about me. You're like, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) You're both a couple of nerds. Let's move on to the next story. (laughs) I don't actually know anything about Harry Potter, but I think the maddest I made anyone on Twitter was when I said, oh, so the houses in Harry Potter are good jocks, evil jocks, dipshits, and goths. (laughs) They came for me, guys. They came for me. All right. Let's move on to the next story. (laughs) Utah passed a bill to block porn on phones sold in the state. But it's not really what it seems. This is one of those stories people are going to see the headline and react to it immediately without reading it. You know, like mass shootings. Mm -hmm. And anyway, there have been lots and lots of headlines about this. And yes, it is true. The governor of Utah, Spencer Cox. (laughs) (laughs) He signed a bill that requires adult content filters on all smartphones and tablets sold in Utah. And I'll admit, that is Utah as fuck. Yeah, that's very Utah. That is a super duper Utah thing. (laughs) Like, that couldn't be more Utah if John Stockton threw the phone at Carl Malone. (laughs) I hated John Stockton so much. Because he was super fundamentally sound. Yeah. Nice. Nice chess passes, dude. Anytime you see someone doing crisp fundamentals, you're like, fuck <laughs> this guy. I hate him. All of the San Antonio Spurs. We used to talk about baseball, and I had a friend who would call Chuck Knobloch fundamentally sound Chuck Knobloch as his whole name. <laughs> and it stuck. And it was just the best name for somebody because everybody else was just their regular name. And he's like, and then you got, you know, second base, fundamentally sound Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this does sound exactly like a thing Utah would do, but. Like I said, there's a catch. The law only takes effect if five other states pass equivalent laws. And if that doesn't happen by 2031, the law automatically sunsets. Can I say something that probably is going to get a lot of people like annoyed at me? But like, oh, oh, yeah, I don't hate the fact that you would have to have like some kind of adult filter on a cell phone so that if your kids have a phone, they're not just fucking ranking through porn the whole time. I'm not necessarily sure it should be like fully restrictive or something, but there's got to be some, I'm assuming there's some sort of like V-chip kind of thing. Well, not just that, but as the law is written, if you're an adult or a parent, you can bypass those filters on your own phone, obviously. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Like, I don't see why this is a problem. I know that sounds (laughs) stupid, but like, like, I don't think anybody's going to ratify this. And I'd be like, I I don't know. This sounds like not the worst idea. It really isn't. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Utah. I mean, I I know it's Utah. So they're like hand wringing while they're doing their own weird shit. But like, 
<laughs> Man, that's not the worst idea. I would piggyback on that and just say, yeah, I think that's probably right. It's not the worst idea, but I don't know. I just feel like kids will figure out how to get around that because in every situation, the parents, it's going to be like some kid is like, oh, come on. You know, this movie's rated R. Can I please watch Die Hard? And the mom is going to be like, OK, fine. And then, of course, you know, Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then this is pop, 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 pop in whatever the, but, the password is. And then they're just going to, you know, okay. just so figure it out. Here's my counteraction to that is, yes, of course, kids work ways to get around that. But we've always done that. That's like the the learning process. It's like learning a skill. True. Like, where are you going to hide your woods porn? You know, like <laughs> you got to do something to get around it. You know, it's the it's the like, kids have to have their version of an under the mattress, you know. <laughs> and it's one of those things where you also would be surprised how many kids won't be able to get around that. I think it was Alex Schmidt who told me a story about a friend of his who at one point, maybe it wasn't Alex, so I'll take that part back. It was someone I podcasted uh-huh. with recently, but he had a friend. They pulled up one of these websites where it says, are you 21 or over? Click yes or no. Yeah. And whoever was telling me the story, they just clicked yes, even though they weren't over 21. And the friend was like, you can do that. You can just click yes, and he's like, yeah, of course. What do you think's going to happen? You mean you can lie to the internet? What? (laughs) I I remember, and I think we had talked about it back during the Monday show days, but Raquel had put a porn blocker on her own computer because she was like, I don't need this stuff popping up. I have, I guess my Google search is filtered to not include adult content because i'm not like i'm usually googling stuff for research purposes and the porns with similar names like if i'm searching watergate (laughs) assuming there's just a porn also called watergate like i don't want that to come up that is a piss porn that is 100 (laughs) percent porn. if you block all the porn content how are y'all gonna know that the original fuck book is back wait fuck book is back fuck book is back you know you you thought it went away but it's back in many ways fuck book never left (laughs) Fuckbook was inside us the whole time. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe the true fuckbook is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> the friends we fucked along the way. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing about this not being that bad of an idea, think about like Netflix. Netflix has adult content filters and no one gets fucking mad about it. You can set up your kid's account to only be able to access yeah regular shit i'm assuming they make phones for kids that do this shit in the same way they make fucking what was it like cricket i was doing old people oh, yeah. phones where yeah. like the dial might as well have been just like an old phone yeah the buttons they, are so fucking big i'm almost positive they have like kid ipads for sure that's a big thing yeah, you know they what though? they're called have... fuck pads which is a weird thing to <laughs> <Fuck> call them pads. <laughs> whatever amazon's tablet is they definitely have those for kids like the fire yeah, uh, the the irony that children had to make those exactly for, like, yeah. for children in a better world. What devices aren't children making? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the bad ones. Exactly. So yeah, who knows if this passes? It's the kind of thing that people will be up in arms about, but for no real reason. We should be keeping kids away from porn. That's something fine, and it's like it's not a violation of your any amendment if you just have the fucking code that you set to get in. Yeah. Relax, everybody. <laughs> Yeah. stop trying right. to let kids get fucking porn yeah 
well, you, you brought be a I weirdo. Mean, you you brought up the specter of woods porn, you know, and that is my old man boomerness coming into. It's like, yeah, you should have to go out in the woods. I used to do a whole bit about that, <laughs> like about how like this generation's gonna it's losing out on that. I'm sure you guys know like, comedian Brandy Posey. She put up a uh, poll on Twitter that was like, "Women only, please answer this. Have you ever found porn in the woods?" And the no's were like off the fucking charts, and I was just like. How? Uh, how? What is the explanation for this? They're not looking. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Yeah. The most We're normal making... girls aren't like hornily just like clawing through the brambles, being like, "Where is it?" There's a, I know there's a 1982 hustler here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, a dilapidated house in the woods. I'm gonna go inside of it, so maybe I can get my wiener hard. My dad had the was it Hustler magazine that Vanessa Williams was in after she won Penthouse. Miss America. Penthouse. Penthouse, yeah. Penthouse, yeah. And my dad had that, and I was going through his clothes drawer, because I would sometimes do that. I just knew parents hid shit in their clothes drawers. Oh, yeah. So I would go through my parents' shit when they were gone, and (laughs) I found a copy of that in my dad's drawer, and I opened it, and the first thing I opened to was just a tight, up-close shot of Vanessa Williams' pussy. And I was like, ah, what the fuck? And I just kind of threw it back down. That's jarring. Like, that is jarring when you're a sexually unaware child to see something yes. like that, and you're just like, I never want to see that again. Yeah, I thought <laughs> like I was going to see Vanessa of- Williams posing all elegantly. Did, like, uh, am I supposed to be able to identify that as Vanessa Williams? Yeah, right. How put do I even know? On, put a little tiara on that, yeah. a little sash. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sash. <laughs> That would have been funny. I don't know if y'all had it in Massachusetts. You may have had this in Illinois. Did you have a Hastings where you lived? Basically, it was like a big video book and record store all put together. Yeah, Yeah, big media store. And the Hastings in my hometown on Thursdays, when they got their new magazines in, they would throw out the old magazines. And so you could find Time, Newsweek, but also, you know, all the porns. And their whole thing was they would just rip the covers off. Because you you send those back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your proof of purchase and you get a free squeeze toy. No, no, it's... (laughs) It's to get your because it's for the getting refunded by the by publisher, the, the publishing company. Oh, yeah. okay. For well, all your unsold. Get books. it together, Rivers. <laughs> Jesus Sorry, Christ. I don't know the I intricacies of the you, magazine industry. I just wanted to tell you why. That's why they would rip all those because you don't. You can't just send back fucking a ton of magazines. The shipping would be insane. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. See, I, so, I just assumed it was because you know they didn't want you to walk back in the store and be like, I bought this yesterday and I already jizzed on it. So that's give me my money why back. On the secondary market, you can get a lot of really cheap books and stuff because they're usually like one page is ripped out for right. the pulping thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, there'd be a big dumpster full of porn and all the junior high kids <laughs> would fight over it. Oh, like okay. a king of the mountain. Yeah. yeah. Like a bunch of children would just dive in this dumpster. And, and I'm just uh, picturing you meeting up every weekend like the fucking warriors and the jets. Kind of. Yeah. Fucking uh, bottles. The, bo- the beer bus. <laughs> <laughs> but they're little yeah. yoo-hoo bottles because they're kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What One of my earliest acts of political subterfuge was during the 2004 election we got a bunch of the porns out of the dumpster and then drove around and taped centerfolds to george w bush campaign signs that's fucking good man that's so, like that. good. i definitely just taped a giant you know someone's asshole right Some onto a george w bush campaign sign quite like quite literally like putting a hat on a hat on that <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> So let's talk about a story that is local to us. Near and dear to us, man. Very near and dear to me and Jeff. I don't know if Rivers has any experience with this place. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tin Horn Flats in Burbank 
best burgers in LA. God, I love them so much. I wouldn't go that far, but they were a very good burger. They're up there. Yeah. If they're not, they they made a good burger. They're my favorite in LA. There you go. Or at least they were. Now I can never fucking eat there again. What am I to do next time I get invited to stroll onto the Warner Brothers lot? What am I supposed to do after all those times I go to Warner Brothers? (laughs) There are better places on Magnolia to eat. Oh, okay. That's debatable. I was always really disappointed with the restaurants on Magnolia. But well, there's Chick-fil-A. They're not problematic. That's on Magnolia. (laughs) Is it? There's Chick-fil-A on Magnolia. What are you talking about? Yeah, there is. In Burbank. So it's not a Chick-fil-A in Burbank. I mean, this is very local, but it's on Olive. Oh, not, okay, not sure. Sorry. Um, yeah, Tin, so Tinhorn Flats, I don't know, Adam, if you are still on this, but I'm on Nextdoor, and Tinhorn yeah. Flats is like every seventh post is about the shit going down on Tinhorn Flats, and it's getting national attention to in a way because it's like this guy keeps getting shut down because he's literally just being like, no, we're just going to be open, no masks. And they would call it a peaceful protest site because they were trying to do a little mental judo. But it turns out they're just the stupidest motherfuckers on the planet. And when we say they're getting shut down, we don't mean the city's showing up and being like, will you please stop serving beer and burgers? They cut their electricity once. (laughs) These motherfuckers just bought a generator. Whoa. Uh, No, it's the fucking guy brought the generator. There is this long-haired white guy that's in all of their photos that's just assisting the shit out of them and i guarantee you he's the one who dropped the n-word talking to me about Kyrie irving at the bar once (laughs) i was like who do you think you're talking to man former here's how bad it is there is a former friend of the pod that is like i'll do a show for you guys yes Uh, and if you know how much of a fuck face that guy is yeah and like that's gonna help like oh oh, cool you're gonna make 60 dollars in ticket sales to keep them afloat thanks no one's wow. coming to your I think that's show. I think that's somebody trying to hitch their wagon to something that's yeah. getting attention. Dude, I, I've I've been out of town for like four months. I I need to know what what's happening with this place. I mean, I guess he's just like trying to make a stand and like. Well, here's to- what's going on. When when we say they keep getting shut down, once the electricity was turned off and they brought out a generator one time the city literally screwed wood over the doors yeah and they just showed up with a drill and fucking took the screws out yeah that's a very and also the weird part about it is like the burbank police are always bored but you can tell that the burbank police are also like super assholes because they're not really doing anything right well they fucking agree with them that's like there was a whole thing you know when the vaccine first started rolling out i can't imagine it was any different here but at least in alabama it was like you know Know, only two out of five police officers plan to take the vaccine and shit like that. And you're just Who like, would have thought a gaggle of D students would not be able to make the <laughs> smartest decisions. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, don't you come in contact with shitloads of people like you fucking idiots yeah but i wonder you know because we cover a lot of these type of stories on our show as well of uh, birmingham comedian uh, narado moore we had him on the podcast and we i can't even remember what the initial story was that spawned this but we were talking about just such an incident where somebody was just like no we're doing whatever i whatever we want and then it kind of you know seals your fate in a way you're just like well now you're you know persona non grata and narado hilariously said this is a suicide my man (laughs) and 
That, that seems to be what this situation is where this guy but the thing is now you can spin this action into you know a career in media a lot of times oh, that's exactly it like they're you're taking a stand because you know other assholes are going to be on your side and those assholes have money right so all these freedom fuckers that don't care about the health safety and well-being of other people but just about their own personal rights are going to funnel money yeah. into these motherfuckers the my pillow guy walked so this guy could fly <laughs> it's a real like boy I, I sure wish that i would occasionally run past that place and spit on it when i go by it because i wouldn't yeah. actually do that but i would you I, would do that I, I have quite a few amount of times if i can be honest yeah. <laughs> so this third time the guy got arrested they the city had put up sandbags in front of the doors <laughs> like it was a flood yeah and he just flood moved those a freedom he, he flood he moved those so he got arrested for that what i didn't know is the co-owner of this bar the one who keeps doing this 20 years old oh good yeah, yeah that's there's something tells me that there's some sort of and this is because by the way this place has had a history of shady ass rumors so <laughs> like good so like a 20 year old co-owner part of me is like oh this is some kind of tax or legal shelter thing that's happening yeah. here where some real owner is like bro i need you to take some of the yeah, this is yeah, some yeah. Of the brunt of this, bro. I hate that this is a Chicago Bears bar. Like oh. of all the places, it's got to be a Chicago Bears themed bar. I used to get. I went there once or twice to watch games, but I actually find watching sporting events at a packed bar very annoying. Yeah, because I'd rather be able to just like hear the game and watch the game and. Yeah, well, it, it makes food sense. It's not expensive. I mean, it, it, I do like going to Boston bars for Boston shit sometimes, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, I was going to say it makes sense. You know, when I'm in Chicago, my favorite places to visit, uh, I like the Field Museum, you know, I like the Willis Tower, and of course, uh, Tin Horn. Love Tin yeah. Horn. It's my yeah, favorite part of, of Chicago. Lots of steer in Chicago. <laughs> well, there you were, yeah. The you Union never know what yards. There is a British pub that's a Green Bay Packers bar out here. And, oh, the fucking, yeah. and Britannia in Santa Monica is an Eagles bar. Yeah. Which is very super weird. ironic. Oh, um, man. <laughs> so like every once in a while, you'll get like local spots. And a good example, Sonny McLean's is a Boston bar. That is that a Boston sense. bar where they everybody watches Boston stuff. And then sometimes it's just arbitrary where some fucking Cleveland guy it lives next to a, a Swedish bar and is like, OK, this is going to be the Browns bar from now on. And all the Swedish <laughs> people are like, hey, we like your money. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good Swedish accent. Thank you. Let's let's read some of this restaurant's facebook posts because it's not please, just this guy like please. the restaurant is going on facebook and they're really going to the mat yes. this is one that was posted after that third arrest this is the kind of police enforcement we are dealing with they are coming in heavy-handed afraid that tin horn flats will make burgers and serve beers lucas is back out of jail for the third time <laughs> what a truly sad time in burbank california we will not comply. Bitch, that is not what they are afraid of. Yeah. They are afraid your establishment will be a coronavirus hotspot, you <laughs> dunderheads. I would also like to add that it is a tragedy that he got released. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like that they don't even realize that. They put that right after the time that says uh, the sentence that says he got out of jail. Oh, oh my man, God. this guy just looks like a jerk. I need to switch my next door zip code because the one over in East Hollywood, it's just all racist being mad about yeah. Echo Park. It's all like, I, oh, I saw a brown person. Be on, be on the lookout. He's probably going to steal your mail. My, yeah, you don't have to worry about that in Burbank. It's all just, I saw a homeless person. 
Can yeah. someone go kill yeah. them? No, every once what? in a while, there's like a black guy was on the street in his car. My favorite one I ever saw is somebody was just like, there was a Spanish man in my dumpster. <laughs> oh, also coyote alerts? I was alerts. like, was he Castilian? What do you mean? There was <laughs> the coyote alerts are fantastic. <laughs> yeah. What do you think I'm going to do when there's a coyote? You think it's going to hang out? Yeah. There's a coy- coyote selling crack <laughs> yeah. at the Ch- Chandler bike path. Coyote, it's a coyote. Yeah. Coyote with a knife. <laughs> it was a Spanish coyote. I did Spanish. see a guy. I did see a post on the Burbank one that I'm pretty sure was making fun of the coyote posts because uh, it just said I saw two coyotes. They were heading west through the CVS parking lot. They were not wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> one time I posted that Under Siege was on AMC, and that if you all hurry up, you can get to the end of it. <laughs> And then somebody was just like, oh, man, I do love that movie. And I was like, it's a great movie. Chad gets it. (laughs) Filmed on board the USS Alabama in Mobile. Only thing that's ever happened there besides that and that Bob Dylan song. I think some other things. A lot of stuff has happened in in Alabama. No, I meant Mobile. (laughs) Oh, yeah. uh... I think things have definitely happened in Mobile. (laughs) I think there have been movies about stuff that's happened in Mobile. (laughs) The first Mardi Gras. You are not on the same page as me and Jeff at all, I don't think. Mm, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, you know what else has been a, a place where nothing happened? Montgomery. <laughs> oh, now Montgomery is. Montgomery. Oh, yes. A terrible place. Here's another Facebook post that went up. This one had to be a drunk post because it's a lot of caps and it went up at three o'clock in the morning after <laughs> that third arrest. <laughs> California government has declared war on its small businesses and its common sense citizens. They are releasing over 17,000 criminals while they call in their SWAT team to stop my family from selling burgers and beers. This is all about fear and control. It's never been about public safety. This is not going to end well for the far left trying to destroy our country. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I Um, hate that I ever ate at this place. Go to hell. I was just looking them up. If any of you have access to Facebook, can you see if they are, if they still exist as a Facebook page or if I have been blocked from viewing their stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Because I was looking it up and at the same time, every time they post something like that, I'm like, LOL. I hope you get closed down forever. So like you had to have been blocked. I'm guessing. Yeah. Rivers. I don't see it, but I'm also bad at the Internet. So (laughs) are you on Facebook? I am. Yeah, I don't see any Tin Horn Flats like official page. I just see articles from the L.A. Times, which, by the way, for people listening, if you have not looked up the picture of the sandbags in front of the restaurant, (laughs) that's amazing. Oh, I hate this so much. I like the the burgers are so good. I'm going to put this out there, though, Adam, is that you are in the greatest city for burgers. Yeah, that's true. Like Los Angeles, like burger culture is literally better here than anywhere else. It's one of our big things. So you are literally losing nothing by having access to that. But still, their Western barbecue burger was really good. (laughs) oh this is texas whopper i think i had this place mixed up i know exactly where this place is yeah this is magnolia park i had this place mixed up with i guess claim jumpers which is next to that's right near warner brothers yeah yeah, that's what i was thinking okay all right this makes a little more sense because i for some reason thought tin horn flats was like a chain i was like man i've been to the one jumpers is a franchise yeah 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 yeah, those of you by the way, I know that th- we're speaking very local things and it's sounding like a Californian sketch on SNL, but <laughs> one thing that you need to understand about Tin Horn Flats, and you should absolutely Google these dipshits, yeah. is that they fashioned their restaurant to look like a saloon, so they think they're in the Old West. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they think that they are like, oh, we're the we're the rootness tootness restaurant this side of the Pecos. <laughs> yeah, th- uh, they don't even have real doors. Like their doors are those swinging saloon doors. Yeah, and it's like you idiots get that it does get cold in Burbank sometimes, right? <laughs> like I would go watch a game there and be like, I'm fucking freezing. Well, I'll, I'll, just, real doors. I'll just mosey on in there and get myself a little uh, cup of chili and uh, a sarsaparilla. You know, sarsaparilla. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a hot cup of a mocha. And some oats from a horse. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck that place. Hey, folks, this is Anna Valenzuela and Dave Yates from the 12 Questions podcast. We host a show about all types of people recovering from life's curveballs. We ask unique and fun guests 12 questions to give listeners hope and inspiration. Whether you've got addiction problems, anger problems, or just plain old getting through the days that feel the same, we believe recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. So if you're looking for a pick-me-up at the beginning of the week, tune into our show. New episodes released every Monday, available wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're out there and you're feeling lost, we've been there. And we just want to let you know, we love you. We love you. you. Let's talk about, I don't know why I have this as local to us also, because we certainly do not live in Orange County. Oh, it's a long way. As an island of detriment in California. It sure is. It is. It's man. It's it it's is the a, mobile of Southern California. <laughs> uh, I was going to go Florida. Actually, it's 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 California is Florida. Listen, I've said this on a podcast before. For one thing, Florida seems crazy because of their laws sure. that allow them to release information. The actual craziest state in the nation, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, I, I would actually go Ohio. Yeah, uh, I heard their prosecutors mm. do DoorDash. Yeah, yeah. Pennsylvania. <laughs> fucking bananas, man. As someone who reads a lot of local news headlines, specifically for episodes like this, right? Pennsylvania is the craziest state in yeah. the nation. Yeah, those I, motherfuckers are unhinged. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Orange County. This is going to be our first opinion article of two that we're going to discuss on this podcast, and this one is in the Orange County Register. And it's called Why I'm Suing the OC District Attorney Over His Shadowy DNA Database. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, is it because he's running a shadowy DNA database? I, say, sounds, I, don't yeah, want no, enough. I think your headline answers your question. <laughs> yeah, I think we got it. Yeah. Why I'm suing the man who's stabbing me right now. <laughs> I think we get it. Who wrote that? George Harrison? <laughs> Paul Pierce. Because you know the Paul story Pierce. about... Someone broke in George Harrison's house and was stabbing him, and he just like stood there and started shouting Hare Krishna, and his wife had to come save him. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, that feels like you don't deserve to live through that. Yeah. And I know he He's did, the- but like... He was the panda of the Beatles. It's like, at least work a little bit to stay alive. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. If I was stabbing somebody and they just did that, it would kind of, maybe he's working an angle on him because that would freak me out. You I know? feel like if yeah. you're going to stab somebody that the freak out thing has already been passed. I, I don't know if I want to freak out the person stabbing me. <laughs> it's just going to be more stabs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jesus tried to freak out those Romans, you know, he was like hanging up there and he's like, it is finished. Like, yeah, but he, wow. Yeah, so but this was to supposed Easter to rivers. Yeah, but he was on God mode, so it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, George Harrison's a guitar god in my book. Jeff. Oh, I think uh, George Harrison's my favorite Beatle, so oh, like, I'm not 100%. mad about it's my it. my favorite that, Beatle, but he was all right on guitar. But he wasn't a guitar god. In my None head, of the Beatles be were like, great at their instruments. You're right about the, the panda thing, because it's just like, yeah, fucking do something to protect yourself. <laughs> something. Just try a little. 
piss yourself. I don't know. Do some, do anything that's not just screaming Hare Krishna. By the way, where did you come up with that out of nowhere? India. Because he was a Buddhist. That's yeah. Fair. <laughs> that's fair. So this article was written by a guy named William C. Thompson, who is a professor emeritus at UC Irvine. And here's the deal. Normally, collection of DNA samples by law enforcement it's generally limited to people convicted of serious crimes who pose a risk of becoming repeat offenders. In California, it's limited to convicted felons and people who commit misdemeanors related to sex crimes or arson. What's a misdemeanor related to a sex crime? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> that's got to be that thing where, like, you take a piss at a park and some kids see you. That's oh, so unfair. Yeah. That is so fucking unfair. We need to undo that part of sex crime. <laughs> yeah, you at least shouldn't be on a sex offender registry like yeah. i understand if you just walk up to a playground and you're like hey kids yeah and you just whip out your dick and yeah, start yeah. peeing. that's a problem yeah, yeah that's but the, you're not the, we, we need to pass the writ of when you gotta go you gotta go yeah there needs to be like like a piss list the pissed yeah and <laughs> the p-i-s-s-t <laughs> you still have to go door to door but like you're like hey, bro i get it you, know? you just you have to go door to door but it's to tell them that you might need to use their bathroom <laughs> yeah later on yeah <laughs> i'm not allowed to piss in public anymore so I just want to let you know. one time call back when i was an uber driver and i had to piss so bad and i went to into a 7-eleven and i was like hey man i'm literally gonna piss myself can i please use your restroom and he was like absolutely not i said okay i'm going to piss on your building and then i just went outside and pissed all over his building and then i was like i went back in i was like I pissed on your building. Oh, day. here's a hack. And you can do this, you know, even if you don't actually have glasses or contacts, walk into the store you want to use the bathroom with holding your eye and go, hey, man, do you have a sink? My contact is about to fall out. And then you oh, take a so huge good. grumpy on the floor. And shit in the sink. Yeah. And then you shit. Sorry, you my do. contact fell into the sink. And then when <laughs> they go with, and look. At along it, with big, my doo-doo. Just don't explain that your contact was actually a steamy dump. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah, the truth, is, man. Don't ask for a is, toilet. Ask for a sink. This is mega fucked up, by the way. Yeah. Let's, Especially let's, for a place that's all about their fucking freedoms. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get back to, to what's <laughs> happening. The California database is still more extreme than a lot of other places because they do include misdemeanors and things like that. But what's happening in Orange County, let's say as a hypothetical, you were charged with a misdemeanor for walking your dog off its leash, which one, I'm all for charging people for that shit. That is a dick move <laughs> not all dogs are comfortable with dogs keep your fucking dog on a leash yeah you absolute monsters that said you wouldn't expect your dna to be collected <laughs> that's if a, you were charged with that that should be a ticket it should be yeah you that's, shouldn't it's that, just a ticket but that's exactly what happened to william c thompson's neighbor oh my she God. was cited for walking her dog off its leash and forced to give a dna sample to enter into a government database Damn. and orange county is the only county in the united states where the da's office operates its own dna database for people charged with misdemeanors yeah there kind of has to be like some kind of fuck you clause in a situation like that where you can be like how about fuck you and then yeah, like, yeah you got yeah. us also i mean <laughs> if anything they should be collecting the dog's dna you know it's not the dog was the one off the leash yeah the it's the one that's gonna, it's the one that's gonna commit a crime and bite someone yeah 
<laughs> and these are just people charged with misdemeanors, not necessarily convicted. Once you're charged, they collect that DNA evidence. So Whoa. even if you get acquitted or that charge gets vacated, your DNA is still in a database. And I get we're talking about this at a time when people are just willingly firing their DNA off to databases yeah. all around the country like a bunch of fucking idiots. But still, this is pretty weird what well, you you extreme. you didn't want to know that you're one percent mongolian adam yeah i have no interest <laughs> at all yeah that whole idea of just being able to just take somebody's dna and put it in a database and just being like well we think this like every law enforcement agency should probably be just sued into oblivion when we find out what they've been doing oh, like yeah. every yeah. single one and everyone's like you want to defund the police who else is going to steal your dna <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want to blame the victim here, but like, how did they, if I was, you know, cited for walking my dog off a leash and they were like, you have to give me your DNA, I would be like, bitch, call my lawyer. Yeah, it's they fuck threaten you, you yeah. with other charges if you don't submit to the DNA. I'd yeah, be like, fucking bring it on. I was going to say, yeah, yeah like, I, I will speak to an attorney and you, until then you can go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, but that is super duper victim blamey. Like, it, yeah. you just shouldn't be at, like, not yeah. everyone's going to yeah, be that comfortable. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. we're three white dudes. Not That's everyone true. is going to be that comfortable going, hey, fuck you, officer. They're, right, they're, right. I remember my some members of my family were going to do the DNA things. And I was like, can you not do that? Like, we don't need that information. And they certainly don't need our information. Here's what blows my mind about that. All we've been talking about for the past, what, five, six years is, man, it seems like Nazis are taking over our government. Yeah. Anyway, better fire my DNA off to a database <laughs> so everyone knows my ethnic background. It's like, it's going to take one unfortunate election for those DNA databases to become a real problem for a lot of people. Yeah, when President Tenhorn Flats takes over. <laughs> I remember uh, when they were like, when they were having, during the 80s, during like the satanic panic and everybody, they were trying to get every kid fingerprinted. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, man, this is some real pre-snitching right here. Because no kid fingerprints are ever going to be like paying off in an abduction. Yeah, but yeah, that's sure... that's going to be for body identification purposes only. Yeah, exclusively, <laughs> exclusively. Like, yeah, we found this bloody handprint on the wall matches your kid. It's like sure, but in reality, well, it's mostly like no, your parents gave us your fingerprints when you were three, and so now we caught you doing whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah, I guess I just want to flip around my previous statement and, and instead of just asking why not do that, just insist to anyone listening to this always do that you know yeah, if, always get a lawyer yeah always get a fucking lawyer like you have the right to one fucking do it you know call yeah. <laughs> call the ones on the yeah. back of the bus bench if you got to so the like, reminder of the the segura bit about the first 48 where he just goes as soon as someone gets a lawyer that whole show's over yeah yeah, yeah. what else is going on in california adam a town in northern california jeff is paying homeless people to clean up after themselves. And I like this story a lot yeah. because the way we tend to deal, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not a fix. No. It's not going to fix the homelessness issue, which is a fucking crisis that needs to be addressed. But what I hate about how we deal with it a lot of times, especially in California, is these are people who have almost nothing. And we deal with 
this problem by taking more away from them. Like, oh, you're sleeping in this space, but all these people in next door don't want you to sleep there. So what we're going to do is chuck all your prescription medications and your tent in a river and you just go off somewhere else and figure it out. How's that ever going to work? Right. Our, our policy towards homelessness seems to be like you haven't suffered enough to turn your life around. And it's like that is not the issue. Right. So what they're doing with this program, because one of the things people complain about is, oh, those homeless encampments, they're so dirty and so filthy and so messy. So what this town is doing, the town of Elk Grove in California, every two weeks they go to homeless encampments with gift cards, $20 gift cards. And if you have kept your place clean or if you cleaned it up since last time, you get a gift card. And there's all these interviews with people who live there who are like, yeah, I'm not a monster. Like, I just don't have a house. I obviously want to keep things clean. And this is, you know, a good incentive to do it. Yeah. And I don't know why we can't come up with more shit like this instead of, well, let's go to Echo Park with pitchforks and torches and run them out of town. Yeah, have a guy with a fucking machine gun guarding the goddamn swan boats like that. (laughs) That would. Did you see that picture? That was the that was the craziest shit I've ever seen. I was like the fucking swan boats. You need an M16 for the swan boats. (laughs) I run by a few encampments every day. And there's one guy that, you know, I always say hello to him, blah, blah, blah. And he he seems like he occasionally gets a little unhinged. I've seen him throwing stuff around, but he, see, he seems like a nice enough guy. He like clears a path for me when I'm going and he's just disappeared. Yeah. And like yeah. his tent is gone. All his shit is gone. And I'm like, I hope the good thing happened. Yeah. Realistically, I, was, I, I don't think that's what happened. Right. I was actually happy like me and this homeless guy who is always in front of the store next to my apartment like had a moment recently because there was this like two month stretch where he was just gone and right before that happened there was a thing on next door in Torrance about how a guy at that store was just carried out of the parking lot on a stretcher so I was like fuck that guy died yeah and then I just saw him a few days ago and I was like I was so happy I was like, holy shit, it's you. We did like a little elbow bump. He was like, you got any change? And I was like, no, as usual. Yeah. I just brought my debit card. Sorry. But it's good to see you. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the crazy things that started as soon as the pandemic started is like the city of LA made a big deal about being like, well, now that there's a pandemic, we are actually going to put porta potties and dumpsters next to the homeless encampments. And you're like, it took this for this idea to occur to you? Yeah, yeah. but also people were like, well, are you going to stop taking people's tents right, and throwing right. them well, away? They, and they were like, no, yeah. no we're still doing well, that. There was a big problem where the L.A. Sheriff's Department had a party during the pandemic oh, in a fun. bar and they clear it was on Vine and they cleared out the homeless encampments that were nearby to make it pleasurable for the sheriffs. Oh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was a whole De- ass thing. Defund the fucking police. My God. Fuck all right. Let's end by talking about one of the worst op eds of all time. I hate this so much. <laughs> it's a guy named Paul Mushik writing for The Morning Call, which is an outlet that covers the craziest state in the Union, Pennsylvania, based in Lehigh Valley. And it's about the case of a guy named Blaine C. Hildebrand, who is a 70-year-old man who is facing seven years in prison for stealing a Snickers bar. It makes sense. We're a good country. Because here's the thing about Pennsylvania. There... If you are charged with a minor crime like shoplifting for a third time, they can charge you as a felon. And he was charged as a 
with a third-degree felony retail theft. They call this the Jean Valjean law. No retail theft should be considered a felony. Mm-mm. No. And he was charged with this previously in 1993 and 2012. So he hasn't stolen a Snickers bar in a decade. And this fuckstick comes in and writes this op-ed. And it's all about how, sure, sending a 70-year-old to prison for seven years over a candy theft is silly. But also, the law is the law. Mm. And I would like to add here that at the bottom of this column, and Adam, I may have sent you this screenshot. But at the bottom of this column is a line that says, Morning Call columnist Paul Musick can be reached at 610-820-6582 or paul.musick, M-U-S-C-H-I-C-K, at mccall.com, M-C-A-L-L.com. And I was like, man, you're a bold motherfucker. Yeah. To put that yeah. phone number and email address after what might be the worst take I've seen in three years. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying you should iron giant the guy, but I might be. So you might recognize this argument as the exact same argument right wingers make when it comes to stuff like locking kids in cages. Yeah. Because their parents broke the law by bringing them here. But not sex trafficking kids. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. That's no, fine. No, you don't want to. That, that is more than fine. Yeah. Hate crimes are not a problem, but <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, it's a guy whose last name is Gate. You know what I mean? Like he was, it was going to happen eventually. <laughs> Gates Gate. And, and like, just because something like this is the law doesn't mean the law is good. And that's why this argument is always so fucking faulty. Like mandatory minimum sentencing for crack related offenses. We all know that not only did that disproportionately impact black people, it was meant to disproportionately impact black people. Yeah. Oh boy. And eventually we changed that law because it was a terrible fucking law. But for years and years and years, people like, I don't know, Joe Biden. Yeah. I was about to say much to the chagrin of our extremely progressive president. Yeah. People were like, well, It's the law. Law is law. Three strikes. Like there was that famous case in California where a guy was charged with stealing a slice of pizza and ended up getting sentenced to 25 years in prison because it was his third offense. Yeah. And like, I can't believe people like this boomer fuck are getting paid money to write such a basic like this requires no Thought There's no effort in this. All. You know what else he's paid to do, though? Field phone Rile calls at 610-820-6582. <laughs> what a lazy fucking stance to take. Oh, it's the law. And his argument, if you read it, is like, well, how's this guy going to learn? He's 70. He's never going to fucking learn. Yeah, you know what he needs to do? Eat apparently uh, yeah like yeah. let's fucking give the guy a candy bar i remember there was been recently I, I saw on twitter that there was a lot of people at like that worked at like lowe's and target and walmart and stuff that they would see people clearly shoplifting and they were just like go for it man i don't give a fuck like yeah well and you know another thing is there's a great book by a journalist named rick bragg who wrote kind of a memoir that's awesome called all over but the shouting and it kind of mixes his you know, growing up in Alabama and stuff like that, but also covers a lot of his, you know, sort of local stories that he covered when he worked at the Miami Herald and a couple other papers. And one of them was about a guy who about every, you know, six months or so would walk into a restaurant, eat a meal and then walk out without paying and then just sit outside and wait to be arrested because he didn't have a fucking home. And he was like, well, I can just kind of hang out in jail for a few months and, you know, get three hots in a cot and shit like that. And that's one of those, you know, and that this is not even as extreme as that, but that is one of no. those 
crimes where you're like, yeah, this is, you know, it's more expository of the system than it is about the person that someone, you know, would have to even like resort to this kind of thing. But in this yeah. case, yeah, it's just like once every decade he steals a candy bar. It's like, guess what? Yeah, you're allowed a candy bar. How about that? Let's let's yeah. as a society come together and get everybody a candy bar once every 10 years. I think that's fine. Everybody's hit their candy bar anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Their candiversary. Like, their candiversary, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. He's clearly not doing this <clears throat> for the thrill of the crime. Right. Like he's done it twice over two decades. He's just hungry. To be fair, he got caught twice over two decades. Yeah. Like, uh, we, we'll we can't say that he hasn't been stealing a Snickers every day. I'm just saying, who gives a shit? Yeah, well, see, yeah. I'm just saying you're not you when you're hungry. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You become a real shoplifter when you're hungry. Have a Snickers. Uh, yeah, there oh, is. I'm going to go back and pay for this now. Yeah, but there is one of the like the real thing. He's like, he's like, and I know a two dollar Snickers is not a big deal, but it adds up. It's like, yeah, man, shrinkage is added to all businesses. Like most stores, especially bigger stores, and I get that this might not necessarily be a bigger store. They allot for a massive amount of shoplifting things. Yeah. Any store in a mall has a rule that you are not allowed to detain or chase anybody that you know is shoplifting. Yeah, that is actually one of the, you know, side benefits of getting those automatic scanner checkout machines is that they don't have to hire as many clerks. And so all of that money they save goes into the stealing all of budget the candy that I steal when I buy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I so if you live in a place that has has shit canned a couple of employees in favor of those automatic scanning machines, that's where that money is going is into leakage. Yeah, it is your patriotic duty to shoplift at an automatic scanner at a large chain store. Oh, yeah. 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 That is Every, absolutely. <laughs> Remember when that Target got burned down during the Black Lives Matter protests? Oh, yeah. And people are like, oh, why would you do that? And then it comes out that that target was specifically used by Target to come up with new ways to catch shoplifters because it was in a poor neighborhood. Yep. It's like, fuck you, Target. Man. That should have been burned down a long time ago. Let yeah. me tell you. Let me tell you all. It is very easy to be confident enough to convince somebody that you forgot those M&Ms that you were eating weren't paid for. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. If you're white. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, come on. Yeah. 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 Just, you, just so you know, yeah. if, you're buy, if you're buying vegetables, 4011 is the produce code for bananas. So every vegetable is a banana. <laughs> it's 19 cents. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. to cut back on what I said. If you're not a white person, even paying for them is still risky at a Target. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So... Fuck this guy and his terrible opinion. Man. I hate that he got paid for it. He should retire. He should not be writing opinion articles. He shouldn't be writing anything. He is an out-of-touch boomer piece of shit. He, he, and I just hate these law and order types so much who are like, it's the law, man. But let a law like this come down on him, you, and he'll be writing an opinion article oh, yeah. about why we need to change the law. You know what else is the law? and this is fascinating, is that you are allowed to call somebody when they publish their phone number, such as Paul <laughs> Mushik's number 610-820-6582. Yeah. I mean, if you just want to let him know how you feel about his op-ed. He's literally asking. He says this is how he can be reached. And then if you want to go into maybe, you know, if you want to be a, a person of the 2000s and email him at paul.mushik, M-U-S-C-H-I-C-K, <laughs> at mccall, M-C-A-L-L dot com, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do y'all ever, just as a thought experiment, think about how easy it would be if we had no souls to just transition into right-wing media? Like, if you just oh, yeah. did not have a oh, fucking yeah. soul Fairly. in your body, we, all three of us, 
would be pretty fucking good at it because these people are rubes. So like I could write a million of these fucking articles like this, except that I have a soul and I couldn't yeah. bring myself to get paid for such a thing. But fuck, it'd be so easy. People do not understand how simple it would be to become Ben Shapiro. Yeah, I could be him overnight, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have an annoying voice. I'm white. Yeah, I I make way less money on my conspiracy theory podcast than I could because I could like looking at other conspiracy theory podcasts. They just milk motherfuckers for money. Yeah, it's like oh here's my PDF on why there are hidden Illuminati symbols in Stanley kubrick movies right and it's like yeah your pdf leaves out that that theory came from a satire article in 1995 right right and irresponsible bitches like you have just been running with it to milk money out of people. man you, yeah adam you know my soul because you do a conspiracy podcast about when conspiracies used to be fun and they're not fun anymore because they became fucking you know the thing yeah ah kills me anyway i want to talk about men in black <laughs> what happened to the mibs <laughs> they uh, got like four sequels calm down uh, no not yeah, that the yeah. real mibs jeff quit being silly so i think that's our episode right <laughs> it's been a long one. Oh, one thousand percent yeah uh, this is a good this has been a good one is what i'm saying adam oh uh, had so much it's fun been a very good episode what do we have to plug before we get out of here patreon.com slash unpops or unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. You can still sign up for $5 a month. I think still on Supercast. I don't know if there are still $5 spots left on Patreon. Either way, sign up soon because that $5 a month ain't going to last forever. And I'm launching a writing project soon that you'll be able to check out for a nominal fee every month because I'm not taking a second job and not getting paid for it. Don't, <laughs> don't be fucking crazy <laughs> rivers what do you got to plug well first of all i wanted to say uh, thank you so much for having me as always this was a blast gentlemen i wanted to uh, shout out our mutual friend mike listen up in idaho i was going through boise and i uh, had pizza with the loyal unpops listener and uh, if you were in boise that sounds like a mike stanton story yeah. It, it might be it might be and so that was cool as shit so it was it was really cool like yeah man like you know so we we chatted about you a bunch adam nothing but good things obviously i would expect it. yeah the fuck, man i was there too i exist <laughs> yeah and jeff and jeff of course no it's uh, too late but anyway, so shout out, shout out to Mike in Idaho. But anyway, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rivers Langley, and you can check out my podcast. It's called The Goods from the Woods. And as I say, uh, now more than ever, we are still pumping out tons and tons and tons of content every week because we are jobless. And, uh, you know, what else is there to do? Nothing else to do but put out content at this point. And uh, you can also put out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We put out constantly. We are the sluttiest pod on the web, baby. And also we got a Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash the goods pod coming up monday night a full rundown of wrestlemania so check that out all right that was a lengthy plug let's have another one jeff go i don't know if you knew this but i have cool friends and that is the name of my new podcast jeff has cool friends that you can only hear at patreon.com slash jeff may and eventually i'm gonna get episodes up edited without like all the cool swearing and stuff but check that out i'm sure my invite is in the mail that's fine cool friends adam 
<laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Friends. But that being said, of course, this is essentially the spiritual sequel to Sideshow's Sideshow, which is a show that does not exist anymore, although it was quite popular. So there's that. You can also check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on Gameplay Unemployed Patreon. And also, you should know that Adam doesn't even like sports. Find me at Hey There Jeffro on social media. Bye. Jeff doesn't even like sports. Let's get the fuck out of here. Rivers, say goodbye. Goodbye. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Adam doesn't like sports rookie card. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Jeff doesn't even like sports. Jeremy and Tanny doesn't. Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street, I'm not-